Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Faithfully Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Shipp. Um, I'm so excited that you have chosen to join us. This is actually the very first in a new era of Faithfully Fit. Um, I don't know if you could call it a new era. Faithfully Fit has only been around for just over a year. This this was an idea that kind of birthed um, at uh, in London, I, I guess a little bit before London. It birthed in California in 2019 at the, the Legends uh, Masters Championship um, and really started to play itself out in London uh, in 2020, January of 2020, uh, right before all the craziness struck, I was actually on the plane going to London, not on the plane, but in the airport, and and uh, I was reading about this crazy thing going on over in China um, and thinking that, wow, that's that's nuts. I, how crazy is that? And, and, and little did I know how crazy it actually was. But if you've seen any of the pictures, if you go to our website, faithfullyfitcf.com, right on the front is a picture of, of me wearing the very first Faithfully Fit t-shirt um, and, and trying to really use that opportunity to, to talk and to discuss and to reach out to people and just to, just to build relationships. Because with me, it's all about building relationships and everything comes from that. Everything flows from that. That my ministry, that that the 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 bits of discipleship that I'm able to do, um, that all comes from relationship, and 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 so you don't have to believe exactly what I believe, or even anywhere close to what I believe, for me to be able to build that relationship with you and still be able to pour into you through my faith, um, e- e- even if you don't agree that 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 does not prevent me and preclude me from from doing those things, for praying for you, for reaching out, um, and, and so so. That was that was the beginning, and, and and one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to combine um, relationship building with the concept that that who we are, if we are faithful people, who we are should be determined by our faith. That it should be, have such a massive impact on who we are that it it actually affects our relationships. Well, the other part of my, I say the other part of my job, my job, uh, Faithfully Fit, if Faithfully Fit could be my job, I would absolutely love it. Um, uh, but but my, my, my job is I'm a discipleship minister at a church. Uh, and so what I do is I really work a lot with uh, educating people. I work a lot with training people. And, and, and that's the next step in Faithfully Fit is that I want Faithfully Fit to be one of those places that you can go, and you can go to not just for encouragement, but you can go to for answers. You can go to to be shaped and to be formed. See, one of the really, I, 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 it was an incredibly formative podcast for Faithfully Fit, even though it has nothing to do with faith. Um, I was listening to uh, the, the Savon podcast, and he was interviewing James Hobart. Now, this was from a while back, but um, if, if you are familiar with the CrossFit world, you know Savon was big into CrossFit media until recently when they had a whole bunch of layoffs. Um, James Hobart is still really big in the CrossFit world, the CrossFit competition world, the CrossFit training world. Um, and, 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 and James Hobart is really one of these guys that is a real staple of CrossFit. He's very intelligent. Uh, I think he actually has a law degree. Um, and and, and he, he's a guy that really thinks through a lot of things. And so as they're talking, and, and here's the thing, is it, it's, not a, it's not a podcast based on faith in any way, shape, or form. And, and I don't know the stance of, of, well, I know the stance of Savon, but I don't know the stance of James on faith or anything. So, so I, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but, but when he's talking about fitness, fitness alone. He's talking about CrossFit. He's saying one of the things that CrossFit did was that CrossFit defined fitness, was that 
that before CrossFit, um, you, you, know, if you, you could ask any number of people what fitness was, and if they had an answer, which you know, a lot of times when you ask questions like this, everyone assumes, oh, oh, it's just fitness, um, but, but they may not have a great answer. But if they did have an answer, it would be so specific to their area and so very different from someone else's. And so what, what it did was CrossFit actually started to, beyond providing training, CrossFit started to provide answers to some of these things, to, to how is it that, that you go about becoming fit? How is it that you go about doing these things? And, and, and so they start to provide answers. And, and James Hobart was really hammering on this fact about how that is one of the, the, the major parts of CrossFit is that it actually provided a pathway um, to fitness and to understanding fitness and, and to being able to talk about it and define it. And, and so as I'm listening to this, I'm, I'm actually mowing my yard while I'm listening to that. I, I listen to podcasts as I mow my yard. While I'm listening to this, man, I, I just I just feel all of this on this level with Faithfully Fit. I'm listening. I go, man, that's the thing that, that I think that we need so much. And, and it's why on the website I'm about to launch a new tab, a resources tab, that, that hopefully one day becomes the main part of the Faithfully Fit website, um, that, that what we're doing is we're actually we're providing answers and we're providing training because the more and more that I listen to people and the more and more that I... I really start to ask questions or listen closely to what they're saying, the more I realize that there are a lot of people that have a great faith and that really are, uh, um, they, they really want to implement their faith. They just, they don't always know how. Maybe they, they don't have certain answers. Um, they don't feel comfortable answering the questions that get posed to them, quite frankly. I, I mean, I, I think um, if you're trained in seminary, you have, a, you have an answer for some of the really difficult questions that people pose. Um, like, for example, well, why do you believe the Bible? You just believe it because that's what you were told when you were little and you were told that it's true. Well, I, I have some pretty good answers to that, but you know what? Here's the deal is, is there's, not, there's actually not a lot of people and, that, that have those answers because for the most part, and not even for the most part, I'm not going to say for the most part, 99.9% um, .9 of people that will interact with other people on a daily basis. So if you if you believe in Scripture, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you believe in God, 99.9% .9 of the people that interact with someone who does not believe those things is not trained in those answers. They're not trained in what that that means to have um, or what it means to have those answers and, and, and how you even come to those and, and how you draw, those, draw certain conclusions on your own as, as opposed to having to be led there. And, and so we have to do a better job within the church, especially, of equipping people with these answers. I mean, in Ephesians, that's what it talks about, is that, that pastors and ministers are, are there to equip the body. So we've got to do a better job of equipping. But, but also, I think about here, I mean, what an awesome platform to be able to do that here with, with Faithfully Fit. And so that's exactly what we're doing is now we are in the Bible study series where, where what we're trying to do is we're trying to actually move forward and we're trying to, to equip people and we're trying to encourage people through scripture um, to start giving them tools so that way, uh, you know, Hopefully you have a church home, and, and, and this is not your source, uh, your only source of, uh, of, of study and of Scripture and of, of being poured into. Um, and, and, and let me say this. I would suggest that you would find a church home. I mean, hey, you know what? If I don't know you— Shoot me a shoot me a message. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me a Facebook message, and hey, maybe we can chat about what that looks like. I, I, I'm I'm here to help. Like I said, it's all about relationships. But and, and so what I want to do is is but I want to start diving in. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through this this first this first Bible study series. What we're gonna do is we're gonna dive in. 
and 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 we want to talk about what is it like what does it look to actually be a disciple of Christ to actually live a life of discipleship um, that's a word that 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 once again I think I think this was kind of where the, my thoughts and James Hobart's thoughts lined up was that you know he talked about fitness and you throw out fitness and and there's not a lot of people before CrossFit that could have a great answer for that now here's the thing is I'm not defining anything new all we're all I'm going to be doing is going back to scripture scriptures already defined this but but discipleship is one of those words sometimes that you throw it out and if you say the word in a church everybody nods their head and goes oh yeah absolute discipleship yeah I'm, I'm a disciple we're going to make disciples exactly but if you actually ask people ask people what it is sometimes they have a hard time defining it it's it's not a super hard thing to define and and and, and honestly what they may even do is <laughs> they may um i always get a crack a, 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 a laugh out of this is they may actually use the definition or the word in the definition. Oh, oh well, it, what is discipleship? What well, means to be a disciple of Christ? Like, awesome. What does being a disciple of Christ mean? Um, and 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 so then we go and and sometimes you'll get a pat answer. Um, and, and what I always try and do is I always try and strip that away and, and I always try and break it down. Okay, no, no, no. What does that mean in your life? Like, what does it mean for such and what does it mean for Kyle? to be a disciple of Christ? What does it mean for Kyle to live a life within the confines of discipleship? And, and, and now you start to tear those away and, 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 and tear away some of, the, um, some of the church language, tear away some of the just repeating what we've been told before but don't actually understand and know. Now we really get to the bottom of these things. We really get to how is it that we can define these. And then whenever we get to where, where, where you can define it, where it's not just your pastor or where it's not just someone who has told you how to say this in, the, in your past, but where you're the one that is defining it uh, and defining it within the confines of Scripture. I'm not, we're not going crazy here, but defining it within the confines of Scripture. Now all of a sudden... Um, you're actually acting within discipleship. Now you're growing. Now you're beginning to build a base where you have an understanding. And when you understand something, you begin to really pour your heart into it. For example, for example, um, you think about all of the the things. I, I'm assuming most of the people that that listen to this have connected with me through CrossFit. And, and so a lot of a lot of this language is going to kind of go back to fitness. Um, I know not everyone that does that that listens to this podcast is is a fitness nut like me and and like so many others. So I'm going to try and make it as broad as possible. But but think about the things that you have really been able to um, to to get better at and to accumulate an understanding of. It's because you started with a base of knowledge. You you. We don't really get better at things that we have no idea what's going on. It's very difficult. Um, now, we, now there is a point. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a point at the very beginning where, when you are a beginner, you're going to go from no ability to a little ability, even an, an average amount of ability, just by doing something. But, but if you start to really understand, if you really begin to understand the methodology of CrossFit, um, if you begin to understand what it means to recover well, to eat well, to sleep, to drink water, to do these things. Um, um, what happens now is you begin to build a, a much better base and a much deeper base. It's one of the things that CrossFit does so well is it actually seeks to educate its members on how these things work. So they're not just having to come into the gym and be told by a coach um, or, or go to a gym and be told by a trainer, hey, here's what you have to do today. But they're able to actually build that foundation for themselves around their entire life. And that's what we seek to do with discipleship. And so, so I, I want to dig in now to, to Scripture. We're, we're going to start this series, and, and I absolutely love this series. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, and, and so I want you to do me a favor. First thing, and even if you need to pause, pause the podcast for about 30 seconds, that's okay. Here's the deal. 
is there's the rule of 10,000. The rule of 10,000 says that it takes 10,000 hours for you to become an expert at something. Um, now, depending on where you are in your life, uh, you have probably spent 10,000 hours doing something, whatever that may be. You have spent 10,000 hours doing something. And so I want you to think about the things that you are proficient at. Think about the things that you are good at. So we may not even be talking about 10,000 hours. But let's say something that, that you do, maybe it's daily, or maybe it takes up a large portion of your week, but, but I want you to think about something that you do that you are proficient at, that you are good at. Now, do me a favor, don't give me the false modesty thing here. Everybody's good at something. Everybody's good at something. Um, hopefully, you're not good at false modesty because, uh, I, I mean, I guess you know, some, people, some people practice that a whole bunch, but everybody's good at something. Uh, I spent years and years of my life training myself in baseball. And then after that, I spent years and years of my life training myself in coaching baseball and in seeing how things worked and how things went. Um, now I, I spend so much time in, in um, reading and in studying scripture. I spend a lot of time in training my body th for fitness, um, for competition. Uh, you know, and so, so there's a lot of things that we spend a lot of time doing. So take a second and think about what are the things that you are most proficient at, the things that you are absolutely best at. So now, how did you get good at those things? Now, obviously, we talk about spending time in those things, but also there, there's a level of work that gets put into those. And, and sometimes it's seamless work. Sometimes it doesn't feel like a really hard work, but, but sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes you really have to push in those things. See, one of the things I think about fitness, um, you know, I've done, I've done CrossFit for six years now, I think. Uh, and as, as I look back and I look at that, there's been a lot of, a lot of very difficult things. I, I've had to go and I've had to, I've had to really work on my nutrition. I've had to work on my sleep. I used to be a guy that was so proud of the fact that I didn't have to sleep much. Um, I'd get five hours of sleep a night and felt really good. Um, now, I know now, <laughs> I kind of chuckle at it because I'm like, man, I, if I could do that now, I would love to do that. I would love to still be the guy that only gets five hours of sleep a night, go to sleep at one o'clock at night, wake up at, at six and feel good. And, and I, I mean, like, man, imagine how much I could get done. But I realized that I was not actually functioning well. Um, but, but all of the things, all of the, the time spent in the gym, the time spent outside of the gym, mobilizing, doing conditioning, um, prepping food, all of those things. Maybe it's your job. Maybe, maybe it is something that you have poured your life into and you are just, you are very proficient. You are very good at your job, okay? We all do these things where we, we focus on something and we work at something and we spend time, even when we're not in the midst of it, we still spend time working on it and doing it. Maybe we're, maybe we're reading to become better at, at a part of our life. And so maybe if that's our job, we're not spending, uh, that's not time that we're actually getting paid to work, but we're at home and we're reading to be better for that. Um, th there's so many things that, that you could be good at that you have spent an incredible amount of time practicing, doing, and preparing for. Okay, now, now I, I, want you to, I want you to think about it. Now, I want you, if you have your Bible, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 9.24, okay? It, maybe you can pull it up on a phone. You can pull it up on your Bible. The, the glorious thing about doing this on a podcast is you can hit pause and pull it up on your phone and then hit play, and, and, and the sound is coming from your phone as you're looking at, uh, at your, 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 your phone for the Scripture. Hey, if you don't have like a, a, a Bible app on your phone, do me a favor. Just go and type in 1 uh, and you don't have to type Corinthians, 1-C-O-R-9-C-4, 
colon 24, and it will pull up this passage. I promise you, it will pull up this passage. The, the way that, that search engines work, it's going to take you right there because it's so specific, okay? And, and, and so if, if you could do this and read it, if you, if you mark it in your Bible, however, but I want you to read this, okay? It says this, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Now, if you are listening to this and you have a base of, of fitness, of, of some sort of athletic background in your life, I think this probably strikes a chord. You, you, you probably hear this like, oh man, maybe you didn't realize that there was talk about sports in the Bible. Um, it, but there is. Paul does it a lot. Um, Paul is, is, is the person that wrote a whole large portion of the New Testament, um, the, the, the Testament that came uh, during the life of Christ and, and after his death and resurrection and ascension into heaven. And, and so what we have is we have Paul explaining to the Corinthians. This is a church, the, the, the church in Corinth. He's explaining to the church in Corinth. He's saying that, look, look, people in races, people who are trying to win something that is, that is, is not eternal, something that is fleeting. Because here, here's the thing. I mean, let's face it. Um, let's take the CrossFit Games. Every single year, every single year, there is a new champion crown. Now, recently, it's always been the same champions, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like that title of fittest on earth only lasts one year until they start again. Think about how much preparation and how much work people put in for one, one year of things. You think about sports and sports seasons, how much preparation you put in for one season that will eventually end, that that season will end and it will start all over again, that if you are crowned the champion, you don't get to, now, now you may hold on to that in your heart forever, but, but you don't get to be the champion the next season because you want it here. Like It's not a lifetime prize. It's a one-season prize. And that's what he's saying is, look, people go into training for the games. They go into strict training. Think about what strict training looks like. Strict training. I, I, I mean, talk about um, the, the, the things that maybe you have seen from elite athletes, um, whether it be CrossFit or whether it be a, another major sport, um, that, that what happens is that they go in and they are limiting their food, man. They're monitoring their, their sleep. That they, are, they are so eliminating outside sources from their life that are going to detract from what it is that they are trying to do, for what they are trying to win, that they are so strict that nothing can get in that is not supposed to be there. And they do that simply for an earthly crown, for an, an earthly prize, and for not just an earthly prize, but for a prize that doesn't last. Now, keep in mind, when I say all those things, I'm not dogging that. I participate in that. I absolutely, in three weeks, I'm going to be participating in the age group online qualifier. Now, if I make the top 20, I get to go to the games. And if I win in that top 20, I'm the CrossFit Games champion. Now, do I think that's going to happen? Eh, no. However, I'm still going to participate. I have been working. I have been <laughs> I have been working on my nutrition. I've been working on my training. I've been working on my Olympic lifting for hours and hours and hours trying to get better at that. And and so when we look at this, see Paul's saying that that he doesn't allow, he doesn't allow the fact that uh, what he is doing is not something that is recognized with a medal to prevent him from working at it, okay? Now, that's a, that's a weird sentence. Let me, let me say, this. here's the thing. Is it what Paul's talking about? He's talking about our Christian life. He's saying, look, look, 
if you are willing to to absolutely, absolutely discipline yourselves, to absolutely train your bodies in the most amazing, difficult ways that you possibly can, so that way you can just do things faster or do things stronger or do things better than other people, then why shouldn't you be doing the exact same thing in your spiritual life? Why shouldn't you be doing the exact same type of training in your spiritual life, making sure that the only things that get in are the things that are beneficial, that you are removing all of the things that are not beneficial to building you up in your faith. See, that's what he's talking about is, is no, I beat my body. I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, so he is disciplining himself within his Christian faith so that when he has preached to others, he will not be disqualified himself. That, 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 that when, he, when he does these things, that, that he, is, he is working and that he is pushing. So that way there's nothing that stands against him. There's nothing that stands in his way as he continues to move further in his faith. As he continues to move further in his, in his preaching and in his ministry. And it's one of the things is that, that so often the things that, that we really value are the things that we work on. And so if we, if we all, and here's the thing is, is so many people, uh, people of faith, especially that are willing to claim their faith will say their faith is a major, a major thing in their life. It is, it is, it is one of their top priorities. It is one of the things that defines who they are. Well, then the question becomes, the question becomes in that instance, are we treating it like a priority? Like, are you working on your faith as hard as you are working on your fitness? Are you working on your, on your faith? Are you working on, on your life in Christ as hard as you are working on your fitness? I'm going to give you a couple examples uh, or a couple passages. So um, 1 Corinthians 10.31. Now, here's the deal. I, I, did a, I did a really cool podcast recently with Grace Lochner. She is an, an awesome young lady out of Wisconsin. She is a teen athlete, um, and, and she's absolutely fantastic to talk to. On her, uh, I, I really I got connected with her because when I looked at her, her Instagram account, um, her verse that she has on there is 1 Corinthians 10.31. Now, here's the deal. That's, that's like the core verse for Faithfully Fit. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Okay, so, so basically, take this. Whether you eat or whether you drink or whatever you do, what we're doing is, is we, are, we are lumping everything that you do in together for doing it all for the glory of God. Now, the reason he goes whether you eat or drink is because they're just coming out of a, 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 a he's coming out of a passage where he's talking about um, the, the freedoms that we have uh, to, that, to not be limited in what we eat or what we drink um, based on how it was prepared and those things. Um, but, but, but whatever you do, he, basically he's saying, he's saying in everything that you do, you should be doing it for the glory of God. Because if you do everything for the glory of God, then some of these other things, some of these other minor issues, um, like how the food was prepared, for example, and that, um, are, they're not going to be an issue. It's the same thing with fitness. Like, are you doing your fitness for the glory of God? If you're doing your fitness or if you're doing whatever it is that you consider that you're good at, remember that thing that I asked you to do at the beginning of, of, of our study? If you're doing whatever it is that you think you're good at, if you're doing that for the glory of God, imagine what that looks like. It does not mean that it takes away from what it is that you're doing, right? Like it does not mean that you're 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 pulling back from that. And one of one of my favorite quotes, and and all of a sudden I can't remember who it's by. Um, I think it's Martin Luther, but <laughs> I I can't remember. Um, he said that the 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 Christian shoemaker's responsibility is not to make shoes with crosses on them, but rather to make shoes as if he was working for the Lord, 
as if he was making them for the Lord. So, so here's a, it, when we talk about that, Colossians. Colossians is an is another book, another letter that Paul wrote <laughs> to the church in Colossae. Okay, and, and he, I'm gonna give you two of them. Colossians three seventeen says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, whether you're doing it or whether you're saying it, do it in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then just a little bit later, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. All of those things that, that, that when we're doing this, you know, when we're doing this, and, and it's a big popular question now that, that people ask, um, what is your why? Like, what's your why? Why are you doing fitness? Why are you doing anything that you're doing? And, and they talk about that, and, 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 and they get so intricate and so deep in that. Here's the deal. You ready? Here's my why. Here's my why. Is I'm doing it for Christ. Like, I'm absolutely doing it for Christ. Um, one of the, one of the things that I'm going to put on that on, on the resources page that's popping up is um, is is Christ is the center of my faith. Now I know that sound, it sounds weird. I mean, it's called Christianity, but Christ is the center of my faith because I believe that Jesus died and was resurrected. I think that there's enough evidence for the empty tomb to say that he was resurrected, and we're going to go through all that in 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 the resource page. Um, and so if he did that, that means everything else in the Bible I can believe and I can trust. If that happened, if that is the centerpiece of my faith, then everything else I can trust. And, and it also means that he is actually Lord. He is actually God. And so if I believe that God is actually who God says he is, if the Bible describes God, then everything that I do, that my entire life should be lived in worship of him. And so that does not, once again, I mean, I mean now here's the deal. As my faithfully fit shirts, there's a cross in the middle of the mustache, okay? Um, so I, I guess this may not be the best one, but, but it does not mean that I have to wear a cross during my workouts to be working out for Christ. It means that everything I do, I'm putting my whole heart into. And when I go to a competition, because I do these things to go to competition, so when I go to a competition, I go knowing that I have poured my heart into working out because when I go to a competition, I'm there to make relationships. I'm not necessarily there to win. Would I love to win? Yeah, it'd be great to win. But you know what? I would give it all up to be able to make relationships. One of the coolest things about my time at um, in London, so the very first time, like I said, the very first time that Faithfully Fit really started to manifest itself in a public manner, um, I was on the floor and, and it was the day whenever the pros were off-site. So everyone who was there, they're watching, like they were getting their seats because there was like 5,000 seats in the stadium or in the, in the arena. And, and, but the problem is it was packed. It was absolutely packed. It's kind of funny to think about people being on top of each other now in, in the post-corona era. Um, but, but I mean, I mean, it was packed. And so you had to get your seat early. Well, so, so we went on right before the pros were actually going to come on, on, on the floor itself as well. So people were already getting their seats. So I'm doing this workout. Okay. I'm doing this workout with rope climbs, handstand walks, and a, a sandbag carry, a heavy sandbag carry, like 150 pound sandbag. Um, I'm doing this workout in front of like you know, the, okay, the stands held 5,000 people. There were people everywhere. It had to be at least 6,000. I would save in 7,000. But regardless, um, I'm doing this workout, 
and and the the jet lag has started to get to me. Everything has started to really um, wear and tear on me. I, you know, I, my my calf was hurting going into the weekend, so I took ninth in the run, which I was fine with. I was like, hey, I just want to come out of it uh, uh, healthy. I took second in the um, in in the second workout the of the the whole deal. It was the second workout of the first day, so I come out. I'm in third place. I'm feeling great. The next day, I come out and 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 we have we have this workout. I think it was. Um, and this was kind of the beginning of the end, honestly. Um, but, but so I took a whole bunch of like, like eighths and ninths after this, but, but here's a really cool thing is that I'm out there and, and I'm doing the handstand walk. My rope climbs were not great at the time. So I was using a whole bunch of arms. So my arms were just dead. You know, I hadn't eaten well because I was not prepared for what the food would look like when I went over there, um, in terms of like getting food and getting proper fueling. And, and so I don't have energy. I'm jet lagged. Oh man, it was, it was, a, it was rough in this sense, but so I'm out there and I'm doing these handstand walks and I literally fall straight down on my head. So I'm doing these handstand walks and there's one where there's just this little bump and I don't pick my hand up high enough. And so my finger drags over it. So, I mean, you know, if you're, if you, if all of your weight comes down, like on your, like, like, like the knuckles that you use to knock on a door, like you're not going to be able to support yourself and catch it. Like you're going down. Well, the deal is I go down straight on my head. And, and so I finished dead last in this event. Um, but I'm, I, I, I go down straight on my head and I lay there and I kind of sit up really quick and everybody's hollering at me, you know, Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And I really appreciate it. I was, I was real close to the railing and I, I, I was like, wow, that's really nice of them. They're trying to make sure I'm okay. Cause it looked ugly. Like I had a, I had a video and a picture. It looked ugly. Um, and I smiled, I waved at everybody, and I got up and I finished. Well, so, like, like I said, I'm last. Um, and, and, and I'm last to a point where everyone is coming around and cheering. And uh, uh, they're cheering for me. The announcer comes over, and, and, he's cheering, and he, he's talking about me, and he's calling me the man with the mustache. Um, because I, you know, like if you haven't seen me, I have, I have a mustache and I curl it. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I, I guess it's funny. Little kids don't know how to do, how to respond. Cause I look like a, like a, like a French villain, I guess. But, um, and, and so there, he's talking about the man with the mustache. So I finished last, I fall on my head. Basically I embarrass myself, um, for someone who, who likes to be competitive, who likes to um, work hard and finish first, frankly. Um, I, I really, I do. I, I kind of embarrass myself. And so as I'm walking off the floor, you know, everybody's clapping for me. And I mean, he, he's talking, I mean, it, it, was, it was really awesome. It was really a bunch of hugs at the end of it. I'm high-fiving people even though I finished dead last. And as I'm walking off the floor, I kept having people come up to me and wanting to talk to me because I was smiling the whole time, because I was waving at people, because I was such a good sport about it. And, and they just wanted to talk to me. They wanted to hear my story. They wanted to hear who I was. See, I would give up every single victory to build relationships that way because that's what God has called me to do. And, and, and I think that's what, when we talk about working at things as we're working for the Lord, not just doing it for ourselves, not doing it for pride, not doing it for that crown that doesn't last. What we say is, is when we find that why, when we find the why that is we do everything for Christ, we do everything to glorify God, then we found something. Then we're really working. Okay, and so I, I want to wrap this up because I've, I've gone a little bit long. And so, so here's the deal, though is that, that what Paul is saying is that we actually should be working at our Christian faith. Well, it, you say, okay, well, that sounds great. What do you mean, though? Like, what do you mean to actually work at our faith? In, in 2 Peter, 2 Peter 1, uh, there's an, an awesome verse. And so, so I'm going to read it for you. It's 2 Peter 1, uh, 5 to 7. 
says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. And, and that's what we're going to be doing. That's what this whole series is going to be about. We're going to be walking through those because this. let me tell you something, and I know it just sounds like a list, but but don't tune me out with this. It's an awesome list because what it is, it's a list that builds on each other. It's like a ladder that you cannot do the next step without the one before it. You, and, and you build on each one as it goes. And so we, if we, you want to go back to the, the CrossFit, CrossFit thought here is that we have that pyramid that, that at the very base, at the very base, you have to start with something and then that moves to the next and moves to the next and moves to the next. And it's absolutely in, imperative in our Christian life. This is, how, this is how we dive into discipleship. This is how we dive in to, to actually developing our faith is that, that we take this verse and that, that we go. And so that's what we're going to do is we're going to go through each one. And, 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 and we're going to talk about those what, what it is it means to, to, to work on your faith, your goodness, your knowledge. How do we practice these things? How do we implement them in such a way that we're doing it at the same level that we do all of the other things that we work at, whether it be CrossFit, whether it be our job, um, whatever it may be that we really put a lot of effort into, how is it we put the same amount of effort into our faith and grow our faith and become better at our faith in the same way that we become better at everything else? So uh, I'm very excited about this. I hope that you will join me next week. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, I'm going to pray for you, and and then we're going to close this out I cannot tell you how excited I am about this. Thank you so much for joining me. Father, once again, we come to you and we thank you for this wonderful day. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity um, to, to, to do this podcast and to do this Bible study with all of the people that are listening. Father, I ask that you would you would begin to to help the people that are listening to understand the direction that you are pulling them. Father, not that that it's it's me telling them and trying to guide them, Father, but that this is you reaching out, that them listening to this podcast, them making it to this point is, is, is you working in their lives, working in their hearts, trying to, um, to, to draw them nearer to you, Father, because that's, that's what you are about. You, you love us, and you are about relationship with us. And so, Father, I ask that you would, you would watch over everyone. I ask that you would, you would give them safe training, Father, that you would give them uh, uh, safe uh, travels in, in whatever it is that they're doing. Father, uh, be with us as we go through this study. Thank you so much. And, and Father, prepare us as we, we move into next week to talking about faith. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Guys, thank you so much. Love y'all. Hey, and remember one thing, it's all about relationships.